Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Football is back, and so is winning season at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag now and register an account for free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code TSUS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code TSUS to claim your deposit bonus and, for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Cupcake Saturday is something that's thrown around a lot, whether it be the week before rivalry weekend or opening weekend for some or what have you. That term cupcake, when you're playing a lesser opponent, whether it be an FCS opponent or, you know, a, 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 a lower ranking power five, whatever it might be, right? A, a team that is not necessarily on your level. I'm here to tell you, this is not your typical cupcake opponent. And if you don't want to believe me, you don't want to believe others that talk Gamecocks and talk college football, how about believing Shane Beamer? Because he is the one that came out this week and said, hey, we better buckle up. This ain't coach speak. This is a good football team. Shane Beamer had this to say. Specifically, quote, if you actually study the game of football and know what you're talking about and watch football, you know that this is a hell of a football team coming in here this weekend. That is not coach speak. Now, I'm not saying this to scare you or tell you that South Carolina should, should lose this game or even that this should be a one-score game or a close game. All that I'm saying is, you know, this is not your run-of-the-mill. This is not Eastern Illinois, right? This is not Georgia State. This is a very solid football team. You look at this team, a top 10 FCS team, led by a veteran quarterback, led by an all-conference running back, led by, you know, three returning receivers who are really good, led by three of five returning offensive linemen, one of those guys who was a preseason All-American, led by three of four returning starters on the defensive front, led by two returning linebackers, led by an all-conference defensive back. 38 of 44 are back from Furman's too deep a season ago, a Furman team that went to the FCS playoffs. Again, I'm not telling any of that to you to tell you that this should be a seven-point, three-point ball game in the fourth quarter. Or South Carolina fans, you should be nervous that the Gamecocks are going to lose this football game. That's not what I'm telling you. But what I'm saying is this. If South Carolina comes out and does not handle their business, If the adjustments are not made from week one to week two, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised because this Furman football team, they will not blink. They will not bat an eye. They will not be phased. This is a team that went into Clemson last year. Yes, they lost by 23. I totally get it. But they gave Clemson all they wanted and then some, right? Outgained the Tigers in that football game. I'm just saying... This is not your typical cupcake. I know people are sitting in their stomachs hearing all week long, hearing about how good Furman is and what have you, and the fact that all of that offseason hype and momentum has now culminated in us talking about how close the Furman game is going to be. 
But after South Carolina's performance in week one and what we saw on the field and the fact that Furman is a quality football team, this is not one you can just roll your helmet out there and take it lightly. And the Gamecocks are just, they're just worlds better at every single position. And I don't think you can look at this football game that way. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That being said, guys, we move on to the field. And I mentioned the offensive front. You have to start there when talking about the storylines for this game. And I say there's nowhere to go but up for the offensive line. I mean, guys, when you have negative two rushing yards and you surrender nine sacks and you surrender 16 tackles for loss, you have nowhere to go but up. I am so curious to see what they do in regards to personnel for the offensive line, right? Because you heard Shane Beamer on Tuesday. You heard Dabble Loggins yesterday. It's like, this is still a work in progress, guys. This is a work in progress, right? And I don't think, you know, we mentioned this earlier in the week. I I just, the thing that concerns me is I don't know where the answers come from. If I ask you right now, why is the offensive line going to be better this week? Why is it going to be better next week against Georgia? Why is it going to improve? I mean, there's nobody really waiting in the wings that I think is is going to be inserted that's going to be the answer. Like, you don't have a deep bench of guys who have a lot of high-quality SEC experience and have played really good football for you. So you're almost just kind of left asking guys like Sidney Fugar, Jackson Hughes, Nee Manziel, Tyshawn Wanamaker, Vershawn Lee, and even Nick Gargiulo, like you're left asking them simply to play better football. And I think what's concerning is if, if that's the methodology, if that's the way you're going, and hey, we might see, unfortunately, Marquis Anderson is not healthy, we might see a, a Trovon Bow or a big tree by Bilotte get in there and you know get those guys feet wet, just see what they can do. What's concerning to me is this, how much better can the offensive line be seven days, just seven days after giving up nine sacks? How much of a jump can they make? Now, granted, I I think it's safe to say that Furman is not as good as North Carolina on both lines of scrimmage, but I mean, I I just, I, I am, we are all very anxious to see how the offensive line responds. 
Nobody's saying you got to rush for 300 yards or or give up zero sacks, although that, that'd be ideal. But there's got to be a major jump in production, man. There just there has to be a major adjustment made, whether it's those same five playing at a much higher level, whether it's mixing and matching and, and, and moving some guys around, or whether it's just completely replacing those guys who were your deficiencies in that ballgame against UNC. Whatever it is, South Carolina has to start to find some answers on the offensive line this weekend. Because if they don't, if they don't, it doesn't matter whether you win or how much. If you come out of that Furman game saying, man, I don't feel that much better about the offensive line that I did going in, doesn't bode well going into SEC play as you go between the hedges in just over a week. Guys, injuries have been a big talking point over the last couple of days, last week or so. What is the status of Juice Wells, Nick Emanwari, and Jatias Gear going into this football game? And guys, I mentioned this earlier today on Inside the Gamecocks. I am done guessing the status of guys, whether they're going to play with or not. I would expect for sure Nick Emanwari and Jatias Gear not to play, although who knows? And then Juice Wells is the big one. I, I guys, personally, don't see why, why you would you would put Juice Wells out there. I, I don't see why you would. This is the week to rest him up, let the foot rest, and get him healthy for the start of SEC play. Because guess what? If you lose to Furman, whether he plays or not, the season is a wash anyways. And this season... It was never about beating Furman by 50. Like, that doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, right? SEC play is what you're judged off of. The North Carolina game, what you're judged off of. You're not judged off Furman, Jacksonville State, what have you. So, I don't understand after, you know, we we, we heard the Shane Beamer injury report. Juice Wells is practicing. He's fine. You know, basically Beamer calling out everybody on social media that was doubting his status. Juice Wells had one target, zero catches, and couldn't last the entire game. He ain't good. He's not healthy. Why he would play, I don't understand it. But still, it's a storyline as we await and we see what the status of those three players, and more are, by the way. Bam Martin Scott's another one. David Spaulding's another one. The laundry list of injuries, if you will, going to be interesting to see who goes and who does not on Saturday Night. Sticking with the offensive side, guys, Spencer Rattler, I thought, was masterful given everything that happened and took place in that first game against North Carolina, the protection or lack thereof that he had at his disposal, the lack of a balance with the running game also that he had in that first game. How is Spencer Rattler able to build off of a successful week one, right? Because the offensive line's the focus. But I want to continue to see that progression from Spencer Rattler. And I understand that he should have a successful game. He should flourish in this ball game against Furman. A Furman pass defense, by the way, guys, that ranked outside of the top 100 in pass defense, that being at their level. So South Carolina should have the opportunities for big plays downfield. But I think this is a really important game for Spencer Rattler because even last year, Early in the season, even against the lesser, quote-unquote, competition, Charlotte, SC State, he didn't look all that sharp, right? For Spencer Rattler, it's about building off a of week one, right? 30-39, 353. He didn't throw a touchdown, but you didn't put the ball in harm's way either. 
I think if you can see Spencer Rattler build off that, continue to show that efficiency, continue to show that he's going to protect the football while also tossing a couple of touchdown passes, I think that's going to be huge because you know what, guys? Early in this season, you might have to battle deficiencies on the offensive line. You might have to battle deficiencies in the running game. But if you're going to pull an upset at Georgia or you're going to beat Mississippi State or pull an upset in Knoxville or whatever it might be, you know where a great place to start with that is? Having a supremely confident quarterback. And if Spencer Rattler can build off that week one performance, continue to build that confidence, show that he's raised that floor, he's much more efficient, he's taking care of the football, while also playing his style, right, and throwing the football down the field and giving his receivers one-on-one chances, I think it bodes well for South Carolina. At least it gives you the best possible opportunity entering SEC play because even while you may have deficiencies offensively, if you have a confident Spencer Rattler, you like to think you have a chance. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code Spurs Up for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code Spurs Up, S-P or S-U-P, for $20 off your first purchase. Game Time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. And also tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought, whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is. Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful, and Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-U-R-S-U-P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Guys, offensively, South Carolina, like I mentioned, they're taking on a Furman team, finished outside of the top 100 in pass defense a season ago. Granted, they were top 20 in rush defense, but really struggled to stop the pass. Can South Carolina find success in explosive plays downfield? You've got the weapons, right? I mean, nobody's going to sit here and debate that you don't. 
you know, whether it be at your tight end position with Trey Knox, Joshua Simon, it be at wide receiver, even if Juice Wells doesn't go, what Xavier Leggett in week one, what he did, you know, how's he able to follow that up? But you got Leggett, you got Amari and Brown. Heck, Luke Doty looked good out there. You got Eddie Lewis. I don't know where he was last week. You got Nicholas Harbor, who I know people are itching to see on the field. You have enough to be explosive in the passing game in this football game, right? You should have the athletes to expose Furman in that facet. If Spencer Rattler gets even a semblance of time in this football game, you should have enough to make some big plays and have some reason to shoot off some fireworks at williams Bryce. So I'm really excited to see. Also, I'm excited to see the tight end position, right? Throw it to the tight end more. I don't know that the tight end position, you know, it's it's hard for me, guys, to say it was underutilized last week because, you know, when you have that much pressure up front, the offensive line, it's just a jailbreak. You know, you're not able to really utilize anything. But how was Dowell Loggins able to scheme something up where this offense is going to explode and have a big-time performance? And how is he going to be able to scheme something up where they're pushing the football down the field? Also, I should have mentioned this earlier, how does he scheme around the offensive line, right? How does he scheme around that? Because at some point, what you got is what you got, and you got to find a way to still be productive despite it. And I know that's much easier said than done because if you've got a weak offensive line, it really limits what you can do as a play caller and an offensive coordinator. But South Carolina has to find a way, right? You have enough weapons on the outside. You're going up against Travis Blackshear's a great player on the outside for Furman, by the way. Let's point that out. He's a great defensive back. But the rest of that room, it's been a struggle. It, it, it's been a struggle. So South Carolina, are they able to find success in an area that you feel like they should, that be explosive plays down the field with South Carolina's athletes winning one-on-one matchups. Guys, speaking of the running game specifically, and I thought J.C. Sherbert on Inside the Gamecocks this morning, we've talked about this on my airwaves, he hit the nail on the head when talking about the running game and the running back position and how it's just, it's flat-out unacceptable, what it is, what it's become. Uh, and I'm not afraid to say Monterio Hardesty's name and the fact that if it doesn't improve, his ass ought to be gone. I mean, this is embarrassing. The recruiting hasn't been there. You know, you don't feel like running backs are improving it during their time at South Carolina. So, again, I'm not I'm not scared to say the name Monterio Hardesty. It's got to get fixed, and it's got to get fixed quickly. Are we able to learn more about the running game and the running back room specifically in this football game? And more so from the point of, do we see more personnel take the field? I mean, guys, I like the Kevrion Joyner a lot. There's not a Gamecock fan out there who does not admire the Kevrion Joyner for the Gamecock that he is. And when you are, I don't even want to say critical, when you talk about the running back room, it's not the fact that anybody's doubting the Kevrion Joyner. It's the simple fact the Kevrion Joyner should have never been put in this position. He should have never been asked to carry the load. He should have never been asked to be RB1. The fact that he's having to do this, and it's not his fault, but it is just complete roster mismanagement and malpractice. It really, truly is. And so you played two running backs last week, the Kevrion Joyner and Juju McDowell. Why did you even go get Mario Anderson from the portal if you weren't going to play him? Why'd you recruit Dontavious Braswell if you're not going to play him? This is a game, I think, we could see some different personnel, but you've got to find some answers in the running game. 
Is DeKevrion Jordan going to be 15 to 20 carries a game and be truly RB1? Are you going to continue to split it up? Like, we talk about this a lot in baseball, right? Like early in the season, establishing roles, right? Defining your bullpen roles and your designated hitters and, and, and your, your, your fourth outfielders and the lineup and all that good stuff. Like that's what South Carolina is doing here. And that's what specifically they're doing in the running back room. And it's unfortunate that we're saying that going into the second game when that's really something that should be figured out in the preseason. I think we'd all agree. But against Furman... It's an opportunity for South Carolina to figure out, okay, continue to learn, I should say, what do we have in the running back room? Especially outside of the Kevrion Joyner, Juju McDowell. Are there other guys that can help us? Because South Carolina guys, if they're going to even get to six wins, you have to find a way to have some semblance of a running game. You're going to have to run the football, guys. You're going to have to run it. Who's going to be that dude? And it starts up front with the big uglies, no doubt, but you got to figure something out in the running game and the running back room specifically. Moving to the defensive side, guys. Top storyline on that side or one of them. How does Carolina create a disturbance up front? After a game in which you generate a grand total of zero sacks and just one, one tackle for loss, just one in a game in which UNC had 16 and nine sacks, by the way, as we all know. Do we see South Carolina try some different bodies? Do some different things up front? Do we see Clayton, excuse me, Clayton White call things more aggressively? Because similar to the offensive side, this is a game in which if you can't win in the trenches against Furman, with all due respect to them, if you can't win in the trenches, boy, oh boy, strap in Gamecock Nation. We are in for a long year, right? It's time for guys to step up. Boogie Huntley, Tonka Hemingway, Jordan Strawn, Drew Tuizama, who they just added from UAB. Is Jatias Gear going to play? We shall see. I highly doubt it. How about a Desmond Umiazulu? How about a TJ Sanders? How about a Nick Bear? Like, there's enough talent in that room to get more out of it than what you've seen. And I hate being right, guys. I really do. What did I say in the preseason? I think I graded the defensive line a, a D plus or a C minus, something like that. But every year, it's a tale as old as time. We spend months hyping up the D-line. Man, this D-line, they're going to be top half of the league. Look at the athletes. And they just never live up to it. And we don't understand why. If this is going to be a supposed, quote-unquote, get-right game, it needs to be a get-right game for the defensive front. It needs to be a get-right game for those big uglies on the defensive side in the trenches. Winning one-on-one battles, creating pressure, wreaking havoc. And you know what? If those front four can't do it, find creative ways to get pressure. Because Tyler Huff, Furman's quarterback, is coming. Dominic Roberto is coming. That offensive line is coming. Like, Furman's not going to be intimidated by South Carolina's defensive front after they watch the tape of what they did against UNC. We talked about one of our keys to the game. Low man wins. Establish You're the low man. Establish you're more physical. Establish, hey, there's a difference in SEC size and speed and, you know, physicality than what you're used to. South Carolina has to create some sort of disturbance up front. Guys, it's a really unfortunate situation with linebacker Mo Caba and being out for the year. And, I mean, it's it's just – it's a cruel game. It can be a really, really cruel game for some. 
But the fact of the matter is this, just like last year, South Carolina has to move on. Who emerges in Mo Caba's absence? I thought Debo Williams was really good at linebacker last week. Stone Blanton was flying around. But now, where do you go, guys? You need Bam Martin Scott back healthy, right? He could help you. Grayson Pup Howard, welcome to the big leagues. It's time for him to play. He's got to play, right? They got to get him some reps. They got to get him some experience because they're going to need him, right? Because Jerron Willis, where are you? The Ole Miss transfer, where is he at? He's going to have to get in there and make some plays. And we saw last year, guys, we saw last year when Mo Cava went down, and I know Jordan Strong went down with him, but when Mo Cava went down, this rushing defense went to poo-poo. It went gonzo, it went bye-bye. The rushing defense was no more. Is that going to be the case yet again, or is South Carolina able to combat that? And maybe a Grayson Pup Howard, this is his breakout game, and he emerges a true freshman, and, you know, he steps up in this ballgame. But they got to find somebody. They got to find somebody to step up, step in, and make an impact in Mo Cava's absence. Guys, you look at the secondary. I, I'm looking forward to seeing this group continuing to build depth in this ballgame, right? Because there's a good chance Nick Eamon Worry is not going to play. So, who steps up? I thought Jalon Kilgore was really solid in that UNC game, a true freshman, a guy we were all high on coming in this season. Keenan Nelson Jr. That's another young guy. That, listen, he's not a true freshman. He's a redshirt freshman. He's got to play better. It, it burnt toast last week. He, he got, I mean, he got burnt left and right all up and down the field. He's got to play better. He's got to evolve. This football team needs him. B.J. Gibson, his continued evolution at the safety spot. We know depth is an issue. Great opportunity in this ballgame to build some depth, to get some guys some reps, get them experience. The secondary is the strength of the defense. But, I mean, guys, Two years in a row now. I saw it against Georgia and saw it at times when he went out. We saw it against UNC. The second you pull Nicky Memori at that secondary, things tend to go sideways. That can't be the case this week, right? That can't be the case. Continuing to build develop or continuing to build depth, I should say. Guys like Delon Kilgore, Keenan Nelson Jr., big pieces involved in that. Excited to watch them this weekend against Furman. How about Furman's knack, guys, for special teams? That's another, another big storyline in this one. We talk Beamer ball to the moon, as we should, and the role that special teams plays. Guys, Furman, they're no slouch on that side either. They blocked 10 kicks a season ago. Now, South Carolina and Pete Limbo, they'll have a fantastic game plan, but you know how you let a team like Furman hang around and you let the upset happen that shouldn't happen? You lose the special teams facet. Nobody's expecting that. I'm just saying, though, Furman's going to make South Carolina earn it in the special teams facet. Again, they blocked 10 kicks last year. They were one of the best in college football at the special teams department. We believe in Pete Limbo, believe in Shane Beamer, but South Carolina better make sure they bring the lunch pail because Furman's going to be coming in the special teams department. Guys, I've already mentioned this a couple of times, but... One of the things I'm most looking forward to is just what, what new personnel do we see on Saturday, right? Week one did not go the way we all hoped it would. And I'm not saying completely start from scratch and play all different guys, but like, I mean, there's some dudes that if we leave this football game and South Carolina fans don't see some of these different guys play, I think people are going to be pretty upset. Example, Nicholas Harbour. Now, granted, what's the health of him? What's his status? 
I think Shane Beamer will be well-served, whether it be on his call-in show tonight or before the game or whatever, to give an update on Nick Harbour. Like, if he's not going to play, just tell people. Because if he if you don't do that and he doesn't play, people are going to be wondering, what's going on with this guy? Nicholas Harbour is one of them. Dontavious Braswell, Mario Anderson, Trovon Bowe, Big Tree Babalade. On the defensive side, Desmond Umiazulu, Grayson Pup Howard. Of course, Jalon Kilgore, who's going to play. But seeing them work at Lenora Sellers could be another one in some special packages. Like, seeing them get some guys in this football game. And ideally, you're in a position to where you're winning this game by such a margin that you can do that. You can be comfortable in doing that, right? You got to get to that point first. But I'm excited to see a South Carolina able to empty the bench, whether it be because of blowout or because they're trying something different. Because this is the opportunity to get those young guys experience. Shame we're talking about all preseason along. We're going to play freshmen at every single position. You know, we're, we're, we're you can expect to see those freshmen out there make an impact. Like this is the game. You get their feet wet, allow them to make an impact, and get used to the speed of college football. Because guys, even though it's Furman, there's nothing that simulates in practice in scrimmage being under the lights at Williams Bryce in a real ball game. And finally, guys, my final storyline is this. A chance to get right, quote-unquote, heading into SEC play. You want to call it a cupcake game? You want to call it a get-right game? Whatever you want to call it. This is the last tune-up before SEC play. And SEC play gets real, really, really fast with the Georgia Bulldogs between the hedges. And if you want any semblance of a chance. Probably what you do against Furman is not going to help. But if you want any semblance of a chance, you need an impressive showing against Furman. Now, how do you define that? A 21-plus point margin of victory. 24 point. 31. 50. I don't know. But it needs to look like an SEC team playing an FCS team. And if South Carolina, if this football team can't show that they know they have the opportunity to quote-unquote get right, you know, build confidence, build momentum, like that's what this game is for. You're not going to answer all your problems. There's no margin of victory that you can really win by, guys, that's going to cure anything. That scar tissue from that UNC game is deep. there's even more emphasis on a game like this when you have the type of result you had in week one, right? Like if South Carolina would have beat UNC, it's like, okay, just beat Furman, whatever. No big deal. But after you surrender nine sacks, 16 tackles for loss, you score 17 points, and you generate zero sacks, one tackle for loss, and you get embarrassed on a national stage, it is imperative that you start fast, that you keep the foot on the pedal, and you make a statement on Saturday night. A chance to get right with SEC play looming. That's what South Carolina faces when Furman comes to town on Saturday night. 